Hey everybody, this is Anime Death Spiral. Welcome back. I am Nate. And I'm Remy, and I watch anime. And I watch anime sometimes too. Uh, sometimes we watch anime. Sometimes we watch anime together in the night times, in the alone times. Mm. Yes, yeah, some, sometimes, I suppose. Uh, occasionally. I, you know what? Now that you say that, not really though, right? No, we haven't, time... we haven't synced up for a bit. The last one we watched was... Well, we watched we watched uh, we watched Blackjack together, but before yes, that, I yeah. mean, really, when's the last time we actually watched anime together? It must have been years and years. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we we've been friends for a long time. Uh, we've been degenerates in this anime community for a long, long time. Yeah, I think the problem is, uh, you know, we share horror movies together quite a lot when we're when we're together. But anime has always been kind of uh, uh, a secret shame, something not to be done in public or in front of other people, really. I mean, even though we acknowledge it, it's still something that feels very private. You know, it's like how we all masturbate, but you wouldn't do it in front of your friends. Unless you're, uh, well, I mean, that's like, a good analogy. That. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that one, but... Uh, <laughs> you want I mean, no, let's idea uh, no, real don't. for a second. Like, I, anime and shame are deeply entwined for me because the first show that I, the first anime that I really remember following uh, was Sailor Moon when it was on Fox Kids when I was like eight years old. And I recognized, I think, uh, that, and, you know, don't blame me for, for growing up in a gendered society, but I recognize that it's like, oh, this is like kind of a girl's show, and I don't want people to know that I'm watching it. I love this more than anything in the world. I would die for Sailor Moon, but if a single person finds out that I'm into this, uh, I will explode myself. I mean, that's basically how, you know, eight, nine-year-old me felt, uh because it was very emotional watching the finale um and and uh, i don't know if you're familiar but uh, it gets into themes of uh, love and friendship and and overcoming uh odds no way i know right <laughs> what <laughs> hey i mean you're not alone listen i i mean i didn't share the the shame so much it's a but, lot for uh, an 8 year old to take in yeah i i was i was probably must have been post 10 when we watched you know with my siblings we watched the first uh, sailor moon movie and uh, you know what like when uh tuxedo mask died i mean it really affected me emotionally i was like damn dude i never seen something go that hard well uh, you know that my, i wasn't rep my understanding of cartoons up until that point was like uh rocco's modern life um i was like just starting to get into the simpsons at that point <laughs> and like and like understanding uh jokes to and actually starting to laugh and like understand why it was funny <laughs> simpsons slowly uh deforming your brain oh no my my brain is a is a tangled thicket of simpsons and anime and yeah. like uh and and other strange uh arcana from from 90s media yeah, if you could have had, like, a CT scan uh, during the formative years of watching The Simpsons, you would have seen new wrinkles being formed, like, <laughs> along the surface of your brain. 
<laughs> and they would look like itchy and scratchy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I shit. There was something before that. Well, okay, hold on. What, what was the first <laughs> time you remember feeling like like ashamed of watching an anime? Well, no. Oh, yes, that reminds me. Uh, I was gonna say because of the Sailor Moon thing. I mean, the real. I mean, I'm I'm a fairly shameless person. Um, it's what so I, I admire about you. The the thing that threw me back when you mentioned that uh, is that. Um, even before I started watching like more and more anime, I started watching anime pretty early. I mean, you know, including like Pokemon and stuff like way back when. But like by the time I was like in, you know, fifth, sixth grade, there were the across uh, the playground. There were the rumors about if you go on the Internet uh, and you go to certain websites, you can see uh, Dragon Ball having sex with Sailor Moon. Uh, I, I swear to God. And we're like, no way. That doesn't exist. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I swear to God, it's true. And by sixth grade, you know, we're in the computer lab at school. You, you like, wouldn't be able to find that kind of stuff on the internet? They, no, I mean, not on the internet. The internet's for adults, and adults would never be into cartoons. Uh, <laughs> uh, let alone let alone cartoon porn. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, in sixth grade, we're, like, Googling that shit at school. <laughs> we're all crowding around the computer. And some kid's like, it's real. It's real. It's really, th- it's happening. And uh, so that became, like, a very entrenched, uh, weird anime shame moment, I guess. Uh, I mean, I was more, more than shame. It was really scandalizing. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a prude, but, like, seeing seeing these cartoon characters that i had uh you know a lot of love and respect for uh doing awful awful things <laughs> awful dirty awful things <laughs> awful disgusting dirty things uh if, really it feels like me. a little bit of a betrayal right yeah it's it's very it's a betrayal of my innocent heart my my poor naive innocent heart that shattered that day and never recovered really you know there's a movie uh, about that exact thing and it's called perfect blue is that a movie about a little kid who discovers anime porn uh, I, I didn't know that in a way yes if you think about it <laughs> have there ever done uh, a movie like a loss of innocence like growing up uh like the um, uh, finding yourself type movie about a kid who discovers porn for the first time there must be right yeah it's called fully cooly <laughs> i'm thinking like um uh, a stand by me movie but instead of finding a dead body they find like a bunch of porno mags <laughs> uh, that must exist um god it's got to exist. It, if it exists, it already exists as a parody of Stand By Me. That's the only context I can think of. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe we only made it like six, seven minutes before talking about anime porn. New record uh, for us. Straight to the hentai shit. Some of this stuff is bad. Like this is not good. Well, what was that one you told me about? Uh, um, about the the dude that gets into the fleshy mascot suit, or no? Oh, who Gleipnir? he? Who he is? A, he is a fleshy mascot suit, and a girl gets into him. Yes, like that's uh, hot. Well, Gleipnir, Gleipnir isn't even. I mean, I wouldn't even call. I, you know, my stance on the uh, 
the jargon, the lingo. I'm not a huge fan of uh, terms like arrow, you know what I mean, or lewd, especially lewd. It makes my skin crawl when I hear that word. If you say that word, stop it. Stop it. We're going to say Fucking, it a lot. It's, like, I don't want to get your hopes up. Like, it's going to come up quite often, uh, probably on purpose now that you pointed it out. Why? Is it in your mind and now you're just going to do it intentionally to, like, fuck with me? Yeah, no, because that makes good content. Oh, God. Oh, God. I really hate that word. Uh, but uh, things like that, the jargon, I'm not a huge fan of. But, like, Gleipnir, I wouldn't even count as arrow it's it has and here's another term i hate uh and i don't want to use uh but it has a a a default level of fan service i'd say for a uh slightly older shonen audience i'm thinking more like uh i you might have told you about destiny lovers do you remember that desuraba Mm, have not we possibly have not spoken you've, about you've told that. me about a lot uh your ability to consume random manga is um overwhelming sometimes so <laughs> uh you know do you remind me destiny lovers is definitely like on the soft core side but the concept and this is why i started reading it again not to immediately make excuses for myself but this is why i started reading it because i saw the concept is that uh all men who have sex uh, in this world turn into kaiju. Like, post-nut, like, go <laughs> kaiju mode. And so, obviously, okay. this right. is a big problem. This is a very big problem. And so, um, all men who nut have to be exterminated because they're kaiju monsters. Um, so an elite squad of, like, m- you know, murder chicks, hit chicks... Uh, Wait, why does it have to be women? Because they don't turn into monsters. Only men turn into monsters? Only men who nut turn into monsters. Okay, all right. Okay, specifically, I get it. And specifically nut inside. Um, you can pull. Apparently, you can pull out. Why don't, why don't they do a, you know, a fight a fire with fire thing and have like a dude on the force who, who can nut on command to turn into a monster to fight the monsters? Look, hey, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. This story has a lot of twists and turns, okay? I can, if you're curious about why, you can get into the series. Okay, no, I, uh, far be it from me. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a lot of plot twists. The point being, like, the society has basically eradicated most men, and they, uh, it opens with our main character being black-bagged, um, thrown in a van. He wakes up in a testing facility, right? Oh and, yeah, uh, and he's been collected along with another handful of virgins. Oh, I'm into uh, it. Yeah, and <laughs> the, the purpose of this experiment is to see like what what is the actual trigger? Like what at what point of like sexual activity turns these men into kaiju? Right. Um, so there's lots of, as you can guess, uh, sexual content. Uh, of course. Yeah, lots of edging. <laughs> if you're, if you're the kind of person who's into that, uh, anyway, it leads to lots of comedic situations, right? Where, because it's so funny that like a man would resist having sex with a beautiful woman. Like that's a really funny concept. But it it it's a it was like a intriguing concept, uh, and uh, like I I forgot how particularly racy it gets like near uh, the end. 
not the end because it just gets canceled, but like near uh, more uh, recent publications. Because it's um, porn. Because it's it's Arrow, yeah. But <laughs> a lot of times you're reading something and it just happens. Like you don't pick it up immediately. Sometimes you're just like, "This is a great concept. I'm way into it." And then you open the book up and it's like, "Oh, whoa! We're this is not fan service. This is." We're moving past. We're we're moving into like a whole new area. I mean, do you know what an indictment of of anime that is to say? Like, hey, is sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference between porn and like regular anime. <laughs> it, hey, if it's true, it's true. Uh, this is uh, well. This is uh, my problem with the the term fan service and the concept of fan service, just in general. In that, like, oh, you know. Um, uh, the default for anime is like kind of like hovering around softcore porn uh and then when you tip over suddenly oh no suddenly we're reading something oh this is arrow this is like this isn't what we meant by fan service so uh, fan service is uh, much classier than this it's like of course come not on. of course not come on dude you're you're you got one foot over the border 90% of the time uh, actually, that's funny because I was just talking about uh, Meiruko-chan, which has an anime on Crunchyroll now, and that's a sh- that's a I-, I started reading the manga again because I picked it up a long time ago and read. I'm uh, I'm unfamiliar with that one. It's uh, so it starts off with a great a great concept. You know the the opening is is fun. It's like uh. A girl uh, can see ghosts, and they're really fucked up ghosts. Um, but in order to, <laughs> I guess, preserve her own sanity and uh, make sure she doesn't dr- attract attention to herself from these horrible ghosts, she pretends not to see them. Mm-hmm. And this is how the gag unfolds. You know, uh, she sees a horrible ghost. She does her absolute best uh, to pretend it's not upsetting her. And that's, it's fun. It's like a nice, uh, it's a nice gag. There's actually uh, another similar one about uh, a kindergartner who can see ghosts. Um, I forgot the name of that one, but I really like that one as well. The name of that manga is Kaya-chan isn't scary or Kaya-chan wa kawakunai. But the, like the first two chapters of Meiruko-chan have just egregious fucking, uh, perv shots of this girl who who and she's like terrified in these situations uh it's not just like oh ha ha look it's an, another upskirt shot or whatever it's like this girl is like in serious mental distress and we're supposed to be like checking her out which is i found very ups- upsetting uh because as i you know as i tell everyone i meet i i'm a male feminist i'm a good good man i'm a i'm one of the good ones i'm a good person uh i'm i'm a i'm a good guy uh you know fight for justice whatnot uh so this stuff obviously i I find very upsetting but like it totally put me off of the book and i only read the first chapter and a half because i was like ah and then i put it down for a really long time and i finally just uh, by coincidence i read uh a review of it from some other person and that person was like also very off-put by the first few chapters and then said uh but it totally levels off like that stuff gets dropped it was clearly and 
you know, this is the cynical part of serials, serialized manga, right? Is that they front load all this sexual stuff, uh, especially in books that aren't usually considered like shonen, so that like boys will continue reading it in the hopes that the sexy stuff, you know, the oh, sexy no, spigot I'm, never I'm turns totally off. Totally familiar. It took me a long time to realize that the that there that romance genre manga uh is is something completely different from shoujo you know uh there's a lot of romance manga that is uh directly marketed to men and very specifically centered around the male gaze oh well yeah uh it it took me a long time to realize that you know i'm uh Mm. Uh, uh, I'm also uh, I'm one of the good ones, uh, yep. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm uh, fight for fight for justice, all the good stuff. Fight for justice. Um, male male ally. Yeah, I'm male. I'm a male ally. I'm male and I'm an ally. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, cut all this stuff out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't realize for a long time that there was a difference between romance uh, manga and shoujo manga, which is more actually centered to- or uh, marketed towards the uh, the female audience. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. There's 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 levels to it, right? Uh, one of the one of the ways that I started consuming manga as I'm sure so many of our listeners did was, uh, reading a bunch of the stuff that, uh, an older brother of a friend of ours from high school had. Right. Oh yeah. That's like a pretty universal experience for anybody who likes anime or manga. I would, I, I, I think, would yeah, guess not just not just but not just them right because like the normal like if you're if you grew up and you were like a normal person Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i I envy you first of all (laughs) uh second of all this would be like your older brother's friend uh like buys you wine coolers uh or like hands (laughs) you down a maxim or whatever uh and, and so he had he had a couple series where it's like you know, I was flipping through them, and like, I I don't want to be caught reading this, a because it's like semi pornographic, um, you know, showing ample uh, full yeah. on uh, breasts, uh, nude breasts, full, <laughs> full on breasts. Full Listen, on, I'm a married man. I breasts. know what a breast looks like. <laughs> Do you, do you take your ring off before you read <laughs> <He's wrong>. um, <laughs> sorry and, honey. but it's like I don't I don't want to be caught reading this because a it, it feels like porn and B because it feels like girl stuff so thanks again uh gendered society yeah. I love that I love that for me yeah uh the 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 gender normative yeah. uh um, catch 22 right there. It's uh, it's upsetting. It's okay. really strange. But uh, I, we should probably reset. There's too much about porn. Like I cannot believe we talked this long about porn. Let's let's take a break. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, uh, <laughs> tell me what you've been reading the last week. Sure. Okay. Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral. 
I'm Nate, I'm here with Remy, and uh, we were just about to get into some juicy anime. Yeah, it sucks that people forget our names between the two seconds of uh, break, but, uh, you know... <laughs> you, want to do, you want me to do it again? No, don't do it again, it's fine. No, they need to know, right. they really need to know. Our names are right. very important. So you can It's branding, dude. You tasked me with branding. <laughs> I really like uh the idea of them forming strange mental pictures of us based on just It's those called names. a parasocial relationship and it's like the key to monetization. It's true. Uh and you should be thinking of us as your best friends. Uh, cuz we are your best friends. And uh it's not parasocial, it's real. We're really your best friends. I love you. <laughs> I love you fans. I love you <laughs> fill in your name here. I do. I really do. <laughs> My favorite book is magazines. <laughs> My favorite book is all the manga I just read. That's good, right? Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> great line. Ask me what I read. Hey, what have you been reading recently? Okay, I've been reading a lot of stuff, um, as I as I usually do. Some of the things that I've read recently, so. You know that I've read and watched uh, Parasite, right? With the Y. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. And, you know, cla- obviously very classic. Uh, Parasite mm-hmm. fucking rules. Um, the anime that they made is sort of a, a what do they call those? Like a, a kind of a, a reboot, sort of. But it's still pretty good. I, I'd still recommend it. I think it was good. But I discovered something I'd never heard about before but they did uh two volumes of like collaborative short stories uh by all kinds of different manga authors celebrating parasite i imagine it was for like a 20th anniversary kind of thing uh but they're called sure. neo parasite f and neo parasite m i read the f uh you can guess what f and m stand for probably so the f is a series of sort of like more shojo inspired uh short story parasite things some of them take place within the continuity some of them are just completely new stuff um Mm -hmm. they're all really interesting uh and i really like these collaborations one because i often find it very difficult to find new stuff to read and when you get exposed to a bunch of different authors and art styles at once it's nice to be able to like pick through them and find what you like um and two because it's just as most of the authors write in their notes it's nice to revisit the parasite uh universe it's really unique even though it sounds very generic i you know i mean this is parasite is very basically men in black i mean it's uh, you know this is not uh, a super new concept even when it came out but it's uh the way um shinichi and migi like interact with each other is like really sweet and unique and the way their relationship develops is really sweet and unique so other people coming in there and being like i also really connected emotionally with that is very cool to see uh mm-hmm. i really recommend f uh i'm gonna read m and see what's up but if you like parasite that shit is fucking dope it reminded me honestly i'd kind of forgotten about it but like parasite is really fucking dope it's one of those ones that I've never read personally, but it's always kind of been in my orbit, like floating around like, hey, this is this is one of those things that uh, people would consider a classic. I don't know what kind of people I don't want to comment on that, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm aware of it 
and I'm interested in it. I like the concept with the with the weird alien coming out of the dude's hand. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Body horror type shit, you know. You know, that's 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 what we're all about. It's yeah. like um, you know, uh Hey, hey, I love a Cronenberg. Of course. Well, I mean, we've, you know, we've played so much Resident Evil games. Uh, you know, Resident Evil, Parasite Eve, all these things kind of, like, uh, come together and uh, form this, like, strange Japanese body horror uh, uh, flavor. And that's definitely the Parasite uh, uh, pool it's all swimming in. Parasite fucking oh rules. man, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna come back sometime in the future, not today, but like Parasite Eve. Ah, oh, that's my jam. I just found out Parasite Eve is based on a book. Really? Yeah. No shit. Uh, about a, a mad scientist who's uh, trying to build his wife's body back up from uh, a mutated uh, liver cell. Uh, very strange. Very strange. And then they made that into a game. Yeah, that's um, so. That's I read. That was uh, one of like fifteen things I've recently read in the last two days or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you 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 go through this stuff uh, at such an ungodly rate. Uh, I don't know how you can retain so much uh, information. I don't. That's my secret. Is it just leaks right out of the back of my head? Like uh, okay, all right. Anyway, just just to. Uh, I know, I know you. You read Fujimi Lovers, which is really, really fucking good because it's one of my favorites, and I couldn't stop talking about it. But uh, just okay, to are, we, are we going into this now? Well, just to run down, I just want to, I just want to name check a couple more because I also read uh, in like one sitting. I read all of Happiness by Oshimi Shuzo, which is a, a vampire story that I almost skipped because I think vampires are. You know, I've consumed so much vampire shit. I kind of think it's like really passe at this point. But but vampires it, have gone the way of zombies. Vampires, zombies. I mean, there. I have a whole list. Time travel. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, dreams. People living in dream worlds. Like, I don't know. It's there's a whole thing. But it just even through that uh, that uh, bias, it just fucking got me so hard. I think it is mm-hmm. like legit a masterpiece. It's fucking rules. Okay. It's 50, 50 chapters or so. I also read some <clears> short <throat> stories by Kanako Inuki, which are all these like weird little uh, uh, urban legend horror stories. And she has one of the most incredible art styles. Her facial expressions are absolutely one of the best things that have ever been drawn. I um, <laughs> I'll somehow I'll link to one of the pictures because they're fantastic. Uh, and like four other things, but it doesn't matter. Um, you finished Fujimi Lovers finally, uh, even though it's only twelve chapters. <laughs> you- well, yeah, it's it's a quick read, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was probably the thing that I finished most recently. I read that yesterday, and um, I mean, it was it. I had a lot of feelings about it. I bet it's a uh, it's a book filled with feelings. Yeah, I don't know. Should we go chronologically? You're familiar with it, you know. You said it's one of your favorites. Well, yeah, it is one of my favorites. Uh, I really like. I really like romance stories. I've read lots of different ones. Most of them turn out to be very disappointing, uh, and this is fun. 
in the way it hooks up with Fujimi lovers because uh, you know this is not unique to manga or anime. Uh, uh, the the romance story has a really big problem with you know kind of fizzling out when the romance becomes reality right it's like that's the huge problem with romance is like once the acknowledgement has been made and a couple is formed uh the story doesn't usually have any room to grow i would say i've read a few well okay ones. hold on let's uh let's not get ahead of ourselves a little background for the listener fajimi lovers uh or undead lovers is a uh very short lived uh, as we stated before 12th chapter um yeah i don't know what do you want to call it romance comedy um sure uh about uh uh kono uh june i believe was his name was uh who is in love with hasebe reno um and every time that he confesses his love and she reciprocates uh, the feelings towards him she disappears and reappears somewhere else in the world as a completely different identity uh, and and the world changes to fit that new identity uh, and only and only Kono remembers yeah appreciated you know points for originality yeah, always of course but I think the bigger question um, and the the story is not shy about it is like it asks like what is love and it's like exactly how dedicated do you have to be to love for it to count oh yeah I think that's what which is big that's a big topic it is it's huge uh, it's great that uh, this kind of sort of goofy comic uh, with what seems to be at first probably at first blush a very like paper thin gag uh, is able to explore something so much deeper than your average uh, like romance manga it delves into something that is like so much more fundamental than say something like Horimiya which is about can you love someone um, even though like uh, they have a hidden side, right? Uh, and, th- you know, that's an example of a comic that when the main characters realize the answer is yes, um, there's no room to grow and the whole thing fizzles out. And I'm just going to interject uh, to put in a spoiler warning for anybody listening here. We're going to probably talk about a whole thing uh, in depth, so uh, I don't want to be on the hook for that. If you care about spoilers... Uh, I feel sorry for you. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> like, hey, it's no, it's etiquette. It's polite. That's why we do it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to assault you. You're our friend, uh, and I would never be mean to a friend. <laughs> now, now, getting back to Undead Lovers, um, I did have some real like points uh early on where i was i was ready to dip of course of course um you know so we start off with kono as a little kid and that's where he first meets uh hasebe and and they're in like i don't know first grade or something Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the first time she disappears and and he doesn't meet her again until he grows up and he's in uh either 
late middle school or he's just starting high school and that's when he meets her again um and she she disappears several times over the course of their school career um but then uh you know this is all kind of pondering on that question on like how long do you keep loving a person if they just keep disappearing from you um yeah which can be taken several ways it's like you know it's how long do you keep loving a person if they don't reciprocate your feelings? Uh, or or how long uh, do you love a person if they are not like emotionally mature or available enough when when you are? Like if your lives just aren't syncing up? Like, you know, it asks these questions just with the concept itself, but then it gets really into like some complicated like because his whole thing is like he he knows his destiny is to be in love with this one person um and and he loves her no matter what version she she kind of uh reappears as yeah whatever and... manifestation or avatar uh that uh they take on oh also just quickly uh, he's. It starts with him entering college. Just so that seems like a little deal, but also like no manga characters are ever actually like above high school level. So I just think it's a little noteworthy uh, that he's sure. a college student. Okay. So just just say it. It may maybe it makes some parts better. Maybe it makes some parts uh, specifically <laughs> as some parts uh, worse. But just uh, you know, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, so, you know, this just keeps happening and he's dedicated. He, he knows no matter what, that he's going to love this, uh, this person. Uh, and the plot really decides to go like hog wild on that concept. Yeah. Because then it's like, ask like, well, now he's in college. What if she reappears as... A high schooler, mm -hmm. which made me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and then it goes even further because then it's like, what if, like, she reappears as like a really little kid? Yep. Um, which made me feel even more uncomfortable. <laughs> there is some, there is some age stuff, but age stuff's not the only thing that happens there, though. It's not the only thing I think it's worth talking about, though, because yeah. that's that's kind of a statement. Oh, definitely. Yes, it definitely is. But it's also it's it, I think just saying it like that doesn't do it complete justice because it is an exploration of like, uh, are there different kinds of love? Uh, is it a, is affection love? Is uh, connection love? All these kinds of things. I, I think it actually handles it. Uh, if you just read a description of that, uh, I think it, it 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 sounds pretty skeevy. I I could give it up for that. That's definitely true. It made me felt skeevy yeah. reading it. Yeah, it definitely does. But I think they handle it in a really interesting way. I, mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it dips into uh, bad crime territory. Yeah. Let me let me say let me say this. I think Fujimi Lovers is. Uh, really unique in the way it explores first of all 
how long it takes for somebody to fall in love, which is not like something a lot of things are willing to uh, talk about because it can be kind of uncomfortable to be like, love at first sight doesn't really exist. Like it does take a little while for somebody to like ease into stuff and you really need to like make an effort to connect to human beings, which is kind of a bummer uh, for some people, I suppose. Um, but the the answer Fujimi Lovers comes to is that, well, that's, like that's part of the charm of falling in love like that no that's a making the effort is like what makes it worth it yes yes well you know this um i remember what i was going to say uh this ties into it and there i'm pretty sure the the story starts with him in like about to graduate high school because there's an extended uh, sequence where one of her versions, I don't know if you want to call it that, um, is a yeah, manifestations is as a girl who uh, had an accident, a horrible accident uh, in her past so that now she uh, basically 50 first dates it every day. <laughs> hey no that puts like a stink on it it's much better than that it's it's she no she uh, she her memory resets every time she falls asleep yeah um and so at first he thinks like oh great uh she'll forget about me every day so that way i can still be with her but she'll forget about loving me and so she'll never disappear yeah brutal fuck uh yeah uh, which is a lot to take God in. Damn. Uh, yeah, I was saying it very flippantly, but when you repeat it back to me, it's like, God damn. Holy shit. Yeah. But then as, as one expects, he, he no longer becomes satisfied with that scenario. You know, he, he needs to have as much of her love as he can tolerate as he can have um and he like basically comes to the acceptance at one point that she's she's just going to disappear no matter what because he can't help loving her yeah uh which is which is another awful fate um uh but yes uh that starts with him like in in high school and they're kind of like for i can't it's very contrived but there's a reason that they ended up living together oh well he like was like renting a, a room his uh well they meet uh at the freshman mixer when the, right before college starts right and that's the like they have this barbecue and he meets her and uh like the next day she doesn't remember him and he gets really weirded out and uh, oh yes since, okay yes since, the freshman mixer yeah. you're making you're making me remember yeah, now yeah 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 and because of the okay. because of the strange way that her manifestations affect the world around him he kind of ends up in a position where he's uh he doesn't have uh a, a, a dorm room or anything like that and he kind yes. of ends up uh living in a shed outside of her grandparents house <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes um and and so that is the amnesia manifestation um and then they go on an overnight trip where he convinces her to stay up all night so that she doesn't forget and she 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 falls in love with him you're making me remember Um, all this stuff and it's like breaking my heart all over again this is like really Uh, and and dis disappears yeah um and so 
I'm trying to remember the next manifestation after that was as the, like, uh, after that was when she, she manifested as a high school student, um, as like an overly cautious high school student. She was like wearing the helmet and had the, the, uh, the stranger alarm. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and then after that one, uh, was the, the middle schooler, which was really bad. That, that was, that was the point where I was about to like, uh, not go any farther, isn't it, but. Isn't it an elementary schooler when he's homeless? Yeah. I'd have to, oh, I'd you're have right. To, it's even worse. Yeah, I'd have to go back and reread them because I don't even remember the order or all of them, but. No, you're right. It was an elementary yeah, schooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then after that, she manifests as a, like, uh, taciturn bookworm who's, like, always repeating quotes about love and is writing a thesis about love. Yeah. Um, and won't talk because but, she's embarrassed by her bad accent. Yes. Yes. Um, which which I thought was fun. It's great. You know, that's kind of a silly one. But then, like, it really uh, tries to throw the audience for a loop because the the final one is what if she manifested as uh, a guy? Yeah. And it's like, uh, you're so, you your life has been committed to finding this one person over and over again and falling in love with them over and over again. And it's like, uh, exactly how much does that matter? And he comes to the conclusion that uh, it doesn't matter. He's going to, to love Hasebe Reno no matter what, even if uh, they're, they're male. Gender ideology alert. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, the the conclusion or the the climax of that that arc had one of the funniest panels that I've ever seen in manga. Is it the two <laughs> double eagles? <laughs> yes. yes. I have. I, oh I post God. that one a lot. It's one of the best things. <laughs> this is a very funny manga. It's really. Oh, good. it's absolutely hilarious. Like I have to stress, it's a comedy. But also, it's like very uh, soul wrenching. Yeah, it's incredible. And and it ends on such a powerful note, because uh, after after so much uh, of convincing himself and convincing Guy Hasebe uh, to love him, um, they he finally reciprocates his feelings in this version and and Kono is the one that disappears yeah and it, it, not only that it ends with what I uh, I'm pretty sure I remember you telling me about this a long time ago in reference to the Chainsaw Man ending mm -hmm. but uh, it ends with a very funny joke with a final panel saying end of part one yeah. and that is the the end of the show folks that's it that's it. And you know what? It, that's a thing that for years, because I read it like a couple years ago, maybe more, uh, it had like totally broken my heart because I went out and I tried to find part two. I looked. I looked everywhere. Uh, and you know what? Not only did I not find part two, uh, I could not even find translations of the author's other works. Like you cannot find that stuff which just drove me crazy 
because you well either it doesn't exist or or oh, it was just it, never uploaded it does not exist that is the end uh that is yeah that's put it out of your minds folks yeah that's how that is uh, it comes to an, a, a very abrupt halt uh which uh you can read as um <laughs> pretty uh profound in a in a very heartbreaking way i mean the whole manga is oscillating constantly between like really profound heartbreaking statements about like love and connection and like really silly goofy goofy shit uh which makes it like very special in the in the romance manga world i i think what it has to say about uh like what it is to be in love what it is to fall in love what it is to love somebody who doesn't love you and try to make them fall in love with you and like how that uh isn't even a process that you can control directly like it's it's like lots of chance uh and and lots of work and lots of work on yourself and uh lots of deciding like uh what are the things that I can accept in a partner and all these, all these different concepts flying around uh, most of the time, very open-ended, like draw your own conclusion type shit, uh, which some people don't tolerate, but I, I absolutely love, I thrive on the ambiguity of that kind of thing. Cause I like to make up my own mind. You know, I'm an independent thinker that way, you know, uh, <laughs> I do. That's what I respect about yeah, you. Yeah. Do you, uh, uh, what 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 did it leave you with? I mean, what were you thinking about uh, when you when you put it all together in your brain? You read it uh, very. You're very fresh on it. I'd have to go back and reread it to come to a conclusion. But I'd love to hear what well, you thought. Well, okay. So first, a little background. You know, this is uh, this was a pick for me upon heavy suggestion from you, uh, as is most titles that I seem to be reading these days. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. You seem to be impressing some kind of agenda on me that I've yet to figure out. Well, if you would just um, stick to my regiment. I mean, this was a big detour for me, but I'm glad you, you read it. You need to write out the regiment then. If you, you need me, you need to put it in writing because you keep saying it. I don't know what you mean by it, but you keep saying it. All right, I'll write it out. So, you know, uh, but what it what it left me with was uh, a lot of big questions obviously about what is love how far would you go to uh to be with someone that you felt that you were fated to be with you know uh i actually going back the the other the other thing that i forgot to mention about this is that he meets another person who's also going through the same thing oh yeah Yep. Uh, and not only that, um, they realize at one point that the one person that they are trying to fall in love with is the same person. <laughs> yeah. Like, wrap your mind around that. It's uh, it's pretty intense. So, you know, the the author seems to ex- seems to think that there is no limit to what you should or could or uh would have to go through to be with the person you love right Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 fate no matter what oh yeah i think i go ahead i i i don't know if i disagree or not but (laughs) i know that i would not have gone as far as the as the character 
had gone. If I could just take a moment to step into their shoes, uh, I think this supernatural occurrence would uh, maybe leave me with a couple different conclusions. Uh, let me be clear. <clears throat> if my lover disappeared, <laughs> I would move on. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think since I've read so many different like romance comics and so ladies many and gentlemen them, the president of the United States uh, let me be clear uh, romance manga is pretty much all the same uh, <laughs> so finding any kind of uh, unique spin on it and uh, like deeper uh, exploration of these themes is like so magical to me because I am truly a romantic at heart uh, and I am a sucker even for the most basic ones like uh, like uh, um, uh, my monster or or Horimiya or I was reading like Shikimori's not just a cutie all the kind of like more basic stuff I even if I don't mm-hmm. like it I still like it because I like that flavor you know it's like a nice vanilla sure. or whatever you know but Fuji mm-hmm. lovers is very short and even in its like three pages it it packs so much incredibly interesting and cool shit into it it is a, a truly special it stands head and shoulders over probably most uh romance stuff i've read probably most romance stuff you've read uh best friend and audience uh you, you should indeed find this somehow through some magical way get your hands on this shit and uh, experience something that's actually like unique and interesting for once in your fucking drab uh, manga life <laughs> simmer down okay okay I'm getting heated let's take another break wow okay it took me a little bit but I think I caught my breath um, I really gotta push that stuff out of my mind and thank god uh, a bombshell was recently dropped within the last I don't know what is this like 72 hours uh, that uh, Naruto in in totality is finally ending they are putting a bullet in that young man's brain uh, it's now hold on now when you say in totality you mean not just Naruto, but Boruto too. I'm reading a special news break that is explaining to me that Boruto is ending. It is done. All right. Naruto has been running since 1999. Hell yeah. I just really cannot stress that enough. Uh, this is some shit. Let's um. Let's take a moment. Let's commemorate. Uh, let's. Let's nostalgize. When was the first time you read Naruto? Well, I literally got the first volume in hard, like, not hardcover, but, like, a physical uh, media, which is uh, pretty rare in my manga experience, to be honest. Do not have a Well, lot. it just shows how far we go back. Know. You know, we're from the ancient times. It's really intense. I, do people still, people still buy floppies? They must. Somebody's doing it. Uh, well, I mean, nobody does it more than than in Japan. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's still huge there. People love their collections. Well, I will say, I've said it before, but like, if I could get translated versions of like, uh, you know, Young Animal or Shonen Jump or whatever, I totally would. I would. I would probably pay for that. 
Not a lot. Well, you but see, I it's would. because if you have like shelf uh, shelves of manga wall to wall, it actually it's like basically free insulation for the house. Yeah, keeps it cool in the summer, warm in the winter. Yeah, it also keeps uh, nosy people from staying for more than like fifteen minutes in your place. Uh, they sure. will peace out upon seeing your bookshelf. Uh, you know, if you cr- well, oh, you know, as with uh, everything we discuss, it acts as a. Uh, as a critical social signifier to stay away from this person. Yes, that you are you are mentally deranged, possibly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read that first volume because I thought like the cover looked cool, and I was like, "Damn, this is some crazy ass shit." Like ninjas, I'm all about ninjas. Well, you, first of all, bright orange, great marketing, catches the eye, mm-hmm. like ninjas are. Bright orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Safety yeah. orange. Uh, when he still had the swirls on his cheeks. That was back then. Cover volume one, baby. Yeah. Speaking of weird manga that immediately uh, has, like, softcore porn in it, uh, Naruto, like, finds a porno on the ground <laughs> in, in, like, volume one and, and immediately uh, develops porno ninjutsu. Uh, that's, uh Wow. Going all the way back, really bringing back these memories. Um, well, you know, you gotta you gotta catch them early with a little TNA. Well, this, that's the formula. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then rem- uh, forget that we're talking about thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, and then he he does try to he does try to date rape Sakura pretty pretty soon after that. But uh, we don't have to get into Naruto. We don't have to <laughs> go the whole way. What's what's really uh, what's really notable is that. Uh, we are approaching what, like 22, 23 years? What year 24 is it? Years. 24 years. 24 years of almost 24 continuous years. Naruto running. And Boruto has so many episodes, too. Just squishing all that shit together. Plus, you know, there's the gag comics, the spinoffs. Rock Lee has a spinoff. Uh, Sasuke has a new gag comic coming out. The funniest character, we can all agree. Uh, yeah, no, the straight man is always the best to, to center a gag comic yeah, around. Yeah, we really need more Sasuke content. There's, like, novels and shit. He's got a movie coming out, I think. Uh, yeah, everyone loves Sasuke. Sasuke's so See, cool. I just, I don't... First of all, I'm, I'm already uh, naturally disinclined against anything that goes on too long. I I like an ending. I like an ending. You know, uh which I guess we're getting now, but it's like remember when we watched um uh we were watching True Blood for the longest time and then we dipped out around like halfway through season 4 and and then just watched the last episode. Yes, I do because I was so confused. Uh, she she turns out to be a fairy princess, I believe, something like that at the end, <laughs> uh, which is that's how I feel about Naruto. Basically, yeah, it it was something that I was very invested in at the start of when I was like really getting into manga, because uh, the first time I read it personally was on a uh, trip with my family to Hawaii, where we were going to a friend of my parents wedding and like i was bored because we were at uh, a hotel i mean <clears throat> it was raining out so i couldn't go to the beach yeah so uh there was a, a borders bookstore down the street 
So my mom gave me some money to go to go buy like a comic or something. I got the first volume of Naruto. Naturally. And like uh, I immediately went back over the course of the next like four days that we were there and bought the second and third. And I was super hooked. Um <clears throat> Well, I it was it was cool. It was good design. Uh, it was about ninjas. Uh, it was compelling, and and it was Japanese, which I, I was into at the time. You know, I was uh, I was a budding white nerd. Yeah. So you know, I I read Naruto. Um, you know, I read the first three or four volumes, uh, in in floppy, um, because I bought them. And maybe I borrowed a few from you, but I read most of them from an early pirating site that was all about uploading uh, Naruto translations. Oh, God. Admitting um, the crimes. I know. So I read all the way up through, I think at the time, the most recent uh, event was... The, the big showdown between Naruto and Sasuke when they're like walking on top of water and throwing lightning at each other. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and and then that was it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I ran out of, of stuff and it only updated once a month or uh, the scans only went up once a month at the time and I just totally forgot about, about keeping up with it. <laughs> I dropped off completely. Yeah. 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 And that's funny because it's like, that's so early on. Like, that's one of the first, like, big arc endings. And, like, the series really kicks off, like, after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you've experienced so little Naruto. It kind of blows my mind after. I would say I've experienced about 13% of Naruto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, very sure. And as you know, I, I actually went back and, like, reread, all, like, all of it all of it and reach the ending you for the did? first time yes wait hold on define recently uh within the last couple years all right yeah maybe uh two years ago maybe i think it was now that i read all of naruto every single fucking chapter of that crazy shit uh and at the end discovered that um there is a giant moon princess goddess and they have to kill god basically uh so it kind of ended up where you expected from the first chapter. Uh, really tidy, really tidily, uh, almost in, in Lost style, really kind of wrapped around in a really interesting way. <laughs> a really clean sweep. Uh, so it's finally, I mean, Baruto, obviously, uh, as we all know, um, uh, not as popular. Most people agree, not as good. Uh, Muppet Babies Naruto somehow even more juvenile than Naruto. Uh, people didn't really connect to that shit. Uh, that's why they had to keep going and dipping back into original Naruto for Naruto content, which is uh, mm -hmm. pretty pretty devastating for a series that's supposed to be a continuation. That's pretty sad. Uh, I think Punished Naruto begins appearing more and more in the Boruto show, uh, <laughs> though I, I'm not sure. That's just screenshots I see. I think this really is um, a mercy killing, if anything, you know? Well, you know, it's like, I know it's, uh, he, he announced that he's going to start the final arc eventually, but just how can you, how can you even measure up to, to someone like One Piece with stuff like this? You know, Naruto has been going on since 99. One Piece has been, One Piece has been going on since 92. 
something like that. Week, uh, weekly, it, by the way. Yeah, it's it's up to it's well over a thousand chapters. Uh, it's insane. You know what? You know, not everybody can uh, do a sprint and a marathon at the same time. It's tough. You really need to have uh, something special going on. And uh, Naruto just didn't have it. Should have ended it the first time. Well, like I said, I think it should have ended whenever they made the the switch to Shippuden. <laughs> Death to Shippuden. <laughs> I, I appreciate that uh, somebody goes out of their way to confirm that like Naruto fucks. I think that's an interesting thing to double dip for specifically. I don't. Well, I mean, it's the one thing that every it's the one question that every fan has in common, right? Does Naruto fuck? Yes. Uh, when Hinata develops that crush on him, it seems like he doesn't even understand what sex is. He he, he seems to not even understand the concept, despite reading all those porno mags. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, very strange. This obviously became a huge, huge question in the fans' minds. Uh, can he figure out how to fuck Hinata? Uh, despite all the uh, fan uh, assumptions, uh, we won't mention that. Uh, <laughs> okay, I absolutely do not want to get into Naruto shipping stuff, so let's, let's uh, okay. let's gravitate away from okay. this. Let's just say a quick R.I.P. Uh, rest in piss, Naruto. Uh, don't come back. Smell you later. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. Um, one last thing I wanted to discuss with you. Uh uh, we've often discussed uh, amongst ourselves the concept of anime crimes, but there's some real, like, anime crimes out there, literally, in the sense uh, of people doing illegal, illegal shit. Yeah, we need to spread awareness that there are actual real anime crimes happening all the time, and some people aren't even aware of it. So you uh, you shared this article with me, but do you want to you wanna talk about this one? Anime um, is... For whatever reason, uh, of all art forms, seems to be particularly prone to crime. And sometimes the anime is committing the crime, and sometimes the crime happens to anime. Uh, in this case... Oh, you're doing a whole bit. In this case, please, uh, <laughs> the author of Poisoned Love, which I actually I have not, I have not read that one. Uh, maybe I should, after reading this story, has uh, been taken in. Uh, apparently, uh, a man has been pretending to be Hollywood actor Mark Ruffalo, as we all know, the Hulk, the Hulk, the man, uh, and the green guy has been, uh, catfishing this famous <laughs> manga author, uh, hitting her up, uh, for the rent money and whatnot. It seems like this uh, fake catfish dude ran up a bill of like $500,000, which frankly enough, uh, I didn't know Poison Love was that popular. I didn't know that shit was like popping off to the point where uh, this lady had like $500,000 of pocket change. Well, okay. First of all, I didn't either. That is uh, that is surprising. But although it, it actually it makes the whole thing a little bit more believable for me because not only is it like, uh, uh, I don't know, confirming her, her personal biased feelings, but uh, maybe the fact that she thought that Mark Ruffalo was talking to her was like cementing her status as a celebrity, right? 
you know, she's a famous uh, manga author. Of course, Mark Ruffalo would want to reach out to her. Of course. Mark Ruffalo, as we all know, uh, is one of the biggest shoujo manga fans <laughs> on earth. Uh, he's cannot stop talking about it. Whenever they try to interview him about the Marvel movies, he just brings up Clamp. <laughs> he's talking about uh, wait is, um, is Poison Love the one about the guy from like the the ninja clan that poisons people? <laughs> I I said I did. I haven't read it. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to read it though. Maybe it is. Uh, that sounds like a great. Okay, premise. well, okay, it's not because I'm thinking of a of a manga that you told me about. Oh, there you go. Uh, I think this is fantastic. <laughs> Obviously, this is objectively a good thing. <laughs> um, More people need to reach out to famous manga authors and catfish them. Yes, ask them for money. They got it, people. Um, yes, I have been uh, pretending to be Robert Downey Jr. and I have been <laughs> emailing Ichiro Oda every single day. He doesn't seem receptive right now. But, uh, you know, once uh, I kind of get in there a little more, I do think I can get about 200 mil easy. Easy. I just got to explain to him See, about the coke, you know. he uh, They don't like drug use over there. See, that's funny because I've been pretending to be uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, and I've been trying to catfish Jamie Lee Curtis because she's such a big Chainsaw Man fan. Of course, of course. Uh, that sounds like a much, uh, that's a tighter, uh, that's a high wire act, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I'm trying to put a couple layers of obscurity in there, you know, cover my tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're like, that's why I keep mentioning you in my manga. I've just, re it's been a secret <laughs> messages I've been sending to you uh, for the last decade or so. Yeah, I've got a, a total Jodie Foster thing going on. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, I've been pretending to be Kentaro Miura and uh, emailing Jodie Foster, actually, constantly. Um, she doesn't know I'm dead yet, so it, uh, it's still working out. Uh, <laughs> uh, not a huge Berserk fan, but she does love uh, Giganto Machia, so I think that's the angle I've been playing. Uh, I'm working on it. Turns out she's actually been catfishing other people, so um, looks like we're both out of luck there, though. Uh, I'm going to have to remain poor for another year or so until this fucking uh, Robert Downey thing pays off. Okay, this guy was able to get $523,000 out of, out of this manga author pretending to be Mark Ruffalo. Like, it, it's got to be more complicated than it sounds. Because it sounds so easy. Well, it's like um, Mark Ruffalo is a guy. I mean, I've read his Twitter account. Uh, he is exactly. He's very congenial. Like you want to be friends with him. Well, he's also very. Um, sorry, Mark Ruffalo, but uh, you're a basic bitch. Like you don't have. <laughs> like he is. He seems like a very easy person to impersonate. He's the kind of guy who like just kind of talks in like vague platitudes. He, uh, he, you know, he, he doesn't exactly have, like, a, a huge amount of, like, personality. <laughs> I don't know why I'm shitting on him so hard. Uh, he just seems like kind of a bland guy, which I think makes him perfect for the MCU, personally, uh, and perfect for catfishing. You do want somebody who's, like, you know, doesn't have a lot of things you can, like, hook onto and, like, Google. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. 
I think that if I was going to catfish somebody, I would pretend to be James Woods. Um, I don't think anybody's really sure whether he's alive or dead these days. And his fans, I mean, the, the modern day fans are dumb as fuck. I mean, they are like oh, yeah, some definitely. of the dumbest people on earth. I would just have to get, uh, I'd train one of those, uh, audio AIs with the, some Hades recordings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that was, I mean, that's a freebie to anyone who's been considering this line of work. Now that we have these voice, uh, the duplicators, uh, they're not very good yet, so you might want to, you know, wait a little bit. But once they dial it in, man, your catfishing days are just going to uh, open up in front of you. I mean, it's really going to be the salad days of catfishing. So there you have it, a genuine anime crime. I cannot believe we have detailed a real-life anime crime. They're out there. Uh, anime criminals, we're watching and maybe enjoying sometimes <laughs> but but stay on your toes because there is a limit there is a limit okay like uh don't don't burn down animation studios like that's too much that's too much can we keep it to the catfishing please people like calm down okay calm down anime <laughs> criminals all right oh my god that's been so much anime talk uh, we didn't mention really any any anime. Um, oh no, I've been you know it's been a while since we since we've done a recording. I feel like I've done uh, some training since then. I went up on the mountain, sat under a waterfall a little bit, you know. Uh, so I, I've got I've got plenty of stuff that I want to talk about. Okay, you good. Know. Okay, good. Um, I Fujimi Lovers was just the most recent, but I just recently read Fire Punch for the first time we can get into that next time um i got a lot of feelings about that one sure. especially as a uh, companion to chainsaw man which is so hot right now as everybody knows so hot right now i don't know you wanna you wanna lead us out yeah let's say um maybe possibly next time we'll actually talk about something that has animation in it um but no promises of course i know this is anime death spiral um, but you know, uh, you're going to have to keep checking in. That's going to be kind of a cliffhanger for you. Like next week, are they, are they going to talk about, uh, like a cartoon? And all I can say is, uh, tune into next episode of anime death spiral. And we might talk about a cartoon. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Remy. Thank you. Best friend for listening to this. I'm so glad you joined us to hang out on the couch and talk anime with us. We genuinely care about you and, uh, we are your friends. It's always good having you around. It's always around. good having you around. We'll talk later, okay? Uh, DM me. Bye. 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 Hey, guys. Welcome back. This is Anime Death Spiral. This is the only anime podcast hosted by two straight white men in their 30s i'm remy i'm sitting here with nate say hello nate hello great really good stuff <laughs> okay now let's get to the anime and then blah 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 all right let's try <clears throat> another one all right <clears throat> hey guys uh welcome back for the first time this is anime death spiral uh i'm remy and I'm Nate. Wow. 
And we're going to talk about some anime. Isn't that great? I think that's great. I think that's just swell. All right. Perfect. Uh, my turn, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. This is Anime Death Spiral. Welcome back. I am here uh, with Remy. I am Nate. And we are going to talk about some anime. Who wants to get Hell into yeah. it? Let's do it. All right. Take two. All right. Uh, <laughs> shake it out 